Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We are underway on the Car Care Show on a Saturday morning. A chilly one at that. That freeze warning in effect until 8 this morning. I got a text from White Bear Lake. It was 28 degrees uh, from 3 to 5 a.m. It's warmed up a little bit in White Bear Lake. Maybe it's warming up in your neighborhood uh, right now, 36 at the airport, as we heard a moment ago. And we're underway on the Car Care Show. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. And our phone number is 651 989 651-989-9226. If you want to talk to Dan about your car, truck, van, whatever, feel free to call or text the program. And Dan, good to visit with you. I hope you had a good week. We did have a good week, Steve. You know, if you'll recall, uh, last week I said it was time to turn your air conditioning on in your car and check it and be sure that it works before the weather gets cold. And now I'm wondering if we should be putting our snow tires back on. Yeah, and uh, maybe check the coolant, et cetera, to make sure that the heat is running. I I know it's that weird time of year when uh, maybe in the evening driving home, I do have the air on a little bit because I don't want all the wind noise and and so forth uh, driving home on the freeway. But in the morning, I clearly have the heat on, and I'm smelling a little bit of coolant when I turn the heat on. What could be going on in my old pickup where when the heat comes on, I get a little bit of coolant smell? Well, the good news is that it's just a little bit of coolant smell, and uh, it's working. And you're not noticing, I'm sure that you're not noticing any any consumption of coolant, which uh, would be a a real big problem. But uh, it's probably just got a tiny little pinhole uh, in the heater core. And, of course, it, it takes a li- very, very little bit of coolant to make a large amount of smell. And so uh, you are in your warning stage that uh, trouble is lurking because uh, you certainly have a heater core that's leaking. And uh, if you decide <clears throat> to hang in there and keep the vehicle, it's going to need to be replaced, which, as you know, is a big job. The heater core is up behind the dash in the heater box. Uh, complicated to get at and uh, complicated to repair. So uh, either yeah, start labor job. Yeah, either start saving for a heater core or start saving for a truck. I'm not sure at what stage you're at. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure about that. Now, I'm wondering about these products that have been available for years. The stop leaks type products. Is that yeah. something I could use, or do you recommend against that? Well, I, I, 
mostly recommend against that because it, uh, you know, as you're um, trying to stop the leak in the heater core, of course, it's going through the whole system and any place that there's a small uh, orifice that coolant is supposed to be going through, uh, it can plug that up too. And so that's the problem. However, uh, on an old vehicle that you're just trying to keep alive and keep going and get another season out of, um, you know, and and if your next step is I'm done with this vehicle, then uh, then it might be worth a uh, worth a try, and uh, see if it doesn't buy you a little more time, perhaps another season, and uh, then you can make plans for the fall. Yeah, there you go. So I, I've got uh, something to do. I, I won't need the heat much, and when the air is on, don't smell anything. It's just when I need a little heat, need a little warmth in the car, I smell that. All right, uh, another thing. Well, you know, the, the other list. Two, other thing too, Steve. <clears throat> for the summer season, you could always disconnect the heater core. For or the, the, the there's two heater hoses that go to the heater core. You could always just disconnect those two hoses and put a T in, in the uh, a connector between the two hoses and completely bypass the heater core. And that would for sure get a person through the summer because then, you know, there's no coolant running through it at all. But uh, come fall, you'll need heat again, and, you'll, and then you'll need it. Yeah, no, I, I, I need to maybe start saving my... Uh... Saving my money right now. Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive. It is our car care show. If you want to visit with Dan about your vehicle, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. And you can call or text our program. And Dan's joining us for the next 30 minutes or so. And let's go to the text line. Dan, uh, Volkswagen Rabbit with a torn CV boot. Is there an alternative to replacing the boot? I was thinking like some strong tape or something. <laughs> what do you think about yeah. that? No, there is uh, no alternative to uh, replacing the boot because as you turn the wheel and so forth, it puts a significant force on that boot uh, that that is covering the constant velocity joint, and that joint is packed with grease. So it's important that that stays sealed so that the grease stays in there to keep it lubricated because it's going to ruin the joint. And uh, we have uh, <clears throat> the good news is that drive axles have gotten much less expensive. So most often the repair is to simply replace the drive axle rather than replacing the boot because the labor uh, costs more than the part. So it's it's just cheaper to put a new drive axle in. So that's probably what you're looking at. But no, there is no alternative. There is nothing that will uh, hold it together in the short term. We got a quick break. We have more with Dan Burns coming up on the Car Care Show. 651-989-9226. And we'll continue with Dan in a moment. You're on News Talk, 830-WCCO. It is the Car Care Show with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. And our phone number is 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can call or text the program. And let's go to the phone lines right now. Mike and Lionel Lakes, you're on the air with Dan. Well, good morning. Um, I have a 
2019 Buick with the 1.4 liter turbocharged engine that's gas direct injected. And I've learned that they have a lot of carbon buildup on those intake valves as the vehicle ages. There's something I can do to prevent that. You know, we haven't come up with a an aftermarket type uh, solution. The trouble is that with direct injection, the gas, um, the fuel is not being injected on or before the uh, intake valves. And, you know, on a, on a different type car, the fuel washes away the carbon and keeps the valves clean. Well, on a on a direct injected car, the fuel is directed or the fuel is injected directly into the cylinder, and so it does not wash off the backsides of the valves like that. Um, there are some aftermarket companies that are starting to come up with some systems that will um, uh, work to um, clean those, and and it's a process that you have to go through at a shop where they have some equipment that will actually spray, that will be uh, injected uh, before the valves and clean them. Um, but so far, we haven't come up with a system that we've been able to prove to be great and effective and mostly the right chemicals uh, to clean those in a, in a quick, efficient way. Uh, we have seen quite a few vehicles with direct injection where uh, the intake uh, valve or the intake has, you know, we've had to remove the intake because one of the valves is actually getting stuck. Uh, and then we'll uh, clean all the carbon off and you'll be good to go for another very long time. But uh, so far, it's a physical, mechanical process to clean those up and, and get them going. And, and uh, we're working on the right system to uh, be able to do that preventatively but we haven't come up with a good effective one yet. All right, very good, Mike. Uh, let's go to Charles in Golden Valley. Charles, you're on the air. Hey, guys. How are you doing this morning? Good. Good. Thank you. Good. Uh, I got a question for you. I got a uh, 94 Chevy RV. Uh, it's a Class A motorhome with a 454 in it. I had trouble last uh, summer with it overheating. So this fall, I tore into it and put in a new radiator, clutch fan, uh, water pump, and I put in a condenser, new condenser fan. I took it for a drive uh, earlier this spring, and it's still, after I drive it for about 45 minutes, the temperature spikes, like almost to the red, but not into the red. And then it'll slowly come back down, and then it'll spike back up into the red, and I just can't figure out what's going on. Huh. Well, my first thought is, well, the, wor- the word I didn't hear you use was thermostat. Yeah, uh, I did put a I thermostat w- in it, but I'm not sure if the uh, auto parts store gave me the correct one for it. He seemed wishy about which one to put in it, I guess. Yeah. Well, if, if it's new, it should be opening and it, it should be working. And then the other thing I'm wondering about, is it actually overheating? Is it, have you had a mechanical test on it to see, to check the temperature of the engine? Or have you, on a 94, you can't really scan it to see what the temperature is. But I wonder if the actual temperature oh, yeah. gauge is reading correctly. And if it, because my point is, you've pretty much done it all. You know, unless you've got a, a head gasket that's leaking exhaust into the cooling system. Uh, okay. I wonder if it 
if it really is overheating. And I think maybe oh. your next step would be I want you can trust your gauge and the temp sensor, and uh, are they not accurate? So maybe a good idea would be to come up with a way to measure the temperature uh, on the engine and see if it actually is reading correctly. All right. Very good. That, uh, good luck with that, Charles. Next, that's, I think that's the next step we would do is, is see if maybe we have a defective gauge. And let's go to the phone lines again. Let's bring in Mike in Bloomington. You're on the Car Care Show with Dan Burns. Hello. Hello. Mike? Oh, we got Greg. Greg, you're on the Yeah, air. yeah. Uh, with, with everybody staying at home these days and not driving the car too much, uh, I mean, I drive it limited miles, uh, so you don't, as far as oil changes go, uh, can, can a person go to one time a year? The dealership recommends every 5,000 miles. Yeah, I, that, that's what I, what I am recommending is if normally, if normally you were changing your oil four times a year and you're not driving very much anymore, I'd recommend you go to two. If you have only been changing your, your oil two times a year because you drive very, very little, then I think you can go to one. But I do not recommend that you go any longer than that. I think your shop needs to see your vehicle uh, at least every year to check all of the other safety uh, components, to check all the other fluids, and give it the once-over. So I, I think that it's important that you... Uh, Get, that you bring your vehicle in at least once a year and, and, and have it checked over. Even if it's not quite due for an oil change, uh, it's a good idea to change it once a year anyway. All right, Greg, there you go. And uh, the, the oil that we're putting in vehicles right now is, is really good stuff. The synthetic oils are just uh, amazing, but they still need to be changed. They still need to be changed. The oil change intervals are a little bit longer. And even conventional motor oil has gotten to be pretty much synthetic or, or at least a good portion synthetic. They have done a great job, remarkable job with the refining process. So uh, oil is incredible, and it needs to be. We drive our vehicles two or 300,000 miles, and uh, oil's the lifeblood. That's what keeps it going. So it's important to uh, keep it clean and, uh, and, and keep it good quality. Yeah, and uh, compared to the cost of a vehicle, an oil change is uh, very inexpensive insurance. We've got some more with Dan Burns on the Car Care Show. Uh, coming up, the phone number is 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226, and you can call or text the program. And we've got the weather in a moment. Then more with Dan here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Dan Burns joining us for the Car Care Show each and every Saturday morning between 7 and about 7.45. Jack Farrell in our weekly wine chat coming up. And, Dan, we want to go to the phones right away. And let's bring in Chris in New Richmond. Chris, you're on the air. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, okay, my question is this. I have a 2016 Chrysler 200. Mm-hmm. And uh, uses full synthetic oil, and much to my amazement, apparently the manufacturer allows up to a quart of 
that oil to be consumed in a thousand miles. I'm probably at about three quarters of a quart in two thousand miles, and I've got uh, a little over forty thousand miles on the vehicle. Yeah, I know the manufacturer would say that that's normal consumption. Uh, <clears throat> the only reason you're calling is because you're concerned and disappointed with that, and I would be too. That, to me, feels like uh, more consumption than I want. Something is loose, and some oil is getting through somewhere, and it's burning a little bit of oil. Now, that being said, while I would be disappointed and wish that my vehicle didn't do that, I also would say <clears throat> that if that doesn't get worse, it certainly doesn't hurt anything. Uh, to burn a little bit of oil doesn't uh, doesn't hurt the vehicle at all. Um, I guess my suggestion to you would be keep an eye on it, and uh, if it continues to get worse and becomes uh, a bigger problem where it's consuming more oil, then uh, you're going to need to get it into the manufacturer and uh, get them to do some engine work on it to figure out where the oil is being consumed. All right. Yeah, that, that, that seems like a lot. Now, I brought up my old truck at the beginning of the show. I know it uses oil, but it has 255,000 miles on it. I just check the oil occasionally, and it's fine. I'm not going to worry about it. And I know it's starting to leak a little bit on the driveway. Not bad, so it, it's got a leak here and there and probably using a little oil. Uh, I, I want to get to something on the text line. This is a big deal, and we talk about it on the program from time to time. My son is interested in purchasing a 4x4 that has 200,000 miles on it. What should he be evaluating to make sure it's mechanically sound? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> the first thing you should do is bring it to a professional and have them do a professional inspection for you because uh, that's a little bit risky. Uh, you know, a, a vehicle that's got 200,000 miles on it, um, depending upon how it's been treated, uh, could be in pretty good condition, or uh, it could be a big problem where where it needs a lot of work. So uh, I think that uh, there's a whole bunch of things that need to be checked out, uh, especially on a four-wheel drive uh, system vehicle. Um, and I and I think that a professional opinion would be uh, very helpful in a case like that. Uh, follow up on our text line about that uh, RV that was having overheating problems. He said, mm -hmm. I, I'd, I'd replace the thermostat again. He, he's had some bad ones over the years. Um, have you heard of that? Brand new thermostat's not working properly? Yes, and it's very frustrating. <laughs> you know, you, you uh, put a thermostat in and it, and it doesn't solve the problem, and you do a whole bunch of other things and a whole bunch of other tests only to find out that the thermostat that you installed is not working properly and it's uh, getting stuck. It, it'll, it'll open sometimes and it won't open other times. And uh, so, th so that's where the problem arises. Uh, and that is really good advice is, uh, yes, change that thermostat again. It's cheap and uh, maybe go to a different source, somebody that can look it up properly and be sure you're getting the right one. But I think that's a great idea. Change that thermostat again couple other quickies uh, to close out the show today from our text line. Uh, since I average about 250 miles a day, Monday through Friday, that's a lot of miles in a week. How often do I need to change my oil? 
Well, I certainly would extend the interval uh, to a reasonable uh, amount of time. Uh, let's see, that's, uh, um, you know. Over 1,000 a, a week, probably 5,000 a month, be easy. Yeah, I would. I probably would not go beyond 10,000 miles uh, on an oil change. So that's every couple of months. Uh uh, I think that's probably what I would do if I was driving that much. You know, when when it's hi- highway driving is certainly way easier on an engine, on the oil, and on a on a vehicle than uh, start and stop traffic in town. So uh, while if I mean if you if you factored in the hours that the vehicle's running uh, with the mileage, you know that that that, that, that you can run the mileage a little bit higher because the hours are significantly lower because you're on the highway the whole time. So uh, I think maybe if you do it every 10,000 miles, you'd be fine. All right, uh, here's another quickie before we say goodbye. And real quick, 95 Mercedes SL500 with check engine light. Only the dealer can read the code. Are there any off-the-shelf code readers I could get? Oh, for sure. And, and that's Not only the dealer can read the shelf or read the codes, uh, Lloyd's Automotive can for sure. And pretty much any other shop in town can uh, read that code also. All right. So uh, don't give up on that. All right, Dan, we've got to run. How do people reach you at Lloyd's? Well, you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. You can come visit us. Uh, We have... uh, you know, the, the, the uh, shop is open, and, and we're doing business with all the coronavirus protections in place. We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria in St. Paul. Or you can give us a call as soon as this morning at 651-228-1316. All right, Dan, enjoy the day. We'll visit with you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Steve. There he is, Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive, and our Car Care Show. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.